Good evening, Dumb Nation. Episode 319. What are we talking about tonight? Well, you know the left. They've been saying that we're in favor of the KKK, the Jim Crow laws, redlining against civil rights, modern-day slave plantations in the inner city, and, of course, you've heard the trope that we are Nazis. Interesting. Is it true? Well, we'll find out tonight. Stick with me. I'll see you on the rebound in about 60 seconds. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. Good to have you here. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. I'll be walking you through this tonight. I'm on Monday through Friday at 8.30 with Leroy and Amy live, and I record three shows a week usually and put them up like tonight's show. You can follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show and also on Twitter and Gitter now at The Dumb Show. Give me a follow. Say hello. You can also stop by don'tunfriendme.com. Pick up hats, t-shirts, all that type of stuff. I would appreciate it. A lot of cool gear. And remember, coming up in May, voting for Brandon Michon in Virginia. If you are in the state of Virginia, take a look. He's a great guy. All right, folks, enough of that. Let's get into the show tonight. A leftist by any other name. The Nazis were left-wing socialists. It's literally in their name, the National Socialist German Workers' Party. The Nazis, like communists, were collectivists in nature. And there's nothing comparable to the right from the Nazis and everything comparable to the left. The reason people like the questionnaire think that the Nazis were right-wing, it's because leftists and their historians didn't want to admit they share the same ideology with one of the most evil regimes in modern history. Just watch how many people attack this post with their gobbledygook and the nonsense that goes counter to the real history of the Nazi socialists. All you have to do is read the contemporary authors from Hitler's day, the people who lived through the time period. This is where we lose the leftists. They don't like to read real history because that's boring for them. They'd rather go with their collectivist bubble taught to them instead. So for people who have an intellectual curiosity about the truth, listen on. This is an excerpt from The New American. Consider the nature of Bolshevism and Nazism. Herbert Hoover wrote in his 1934, The Challenge to Liberty, that the systems running Germany and Russia were simply collectivists. Whatever names were used, it didn't matter. Max Eastman, an early communist who later saw the light and rejected communism, wrote in his 1937 book, The End of Socialism in Russia, that the Soviet Union was a totalitarian state, not in essence different from that of Hitler and Mussolini. Eastman later wrote in a subsequent book, Reflections on the Failure of Socialism in 55. Quote, Stalin's totalitarian police state is not an approximation, approximation to of something like, or in some respects comparable with Hitler's. It's the same thing, only more ruthless, more cold-blooded, more astute, more extreme in its economic policies 
more explicitly committed to world conquest and more dangerous to democracy and civilized morals. How about Erika Mann in 1938 noted the common war waged by Bolsheviks and Nazis against God and family and wrote, again, all we have to do is replace Bolshevism with national socialism to get a fairly exact picture. Sir Arnold Lunn wrote in 39, the book Communism and Socialism, the quarrel between communists and Nazis or between Stalin's communists and Trotsky's communists is not an economic controversy, but a struggle for the spoils of office. Hermann Rauschning, the Danzig Nazi leader who later repudiated Nazism, wrote in his 1939 book, The Revolution of Nihilism, quote, It is in the nature of things that the planning and methods of work of the Soviet state and the fascists and the national socialist states should be growing more and more similar. Two years later, in the conservative revolution, Rauschning noted that Marxism itself was part of a single great revolutionary movement that included Marxist socialism, Nazism, communist Bolshevism, fascism, and nihilism. Dorothy Thompson, at the time the greatest female journalist in the world, wrote in 1938 Dorothy Thompson's political guide that Nazism and, and, Nazism and communism were both forms of collectivism, and although a great many people believed that there was a war going on between the two, the idea of such a war was invented by Nazis and Bolsheviks. Marcel Fodor wrote in 1940, after the defeat of France, that he pitied the appeasers in the democracies who believed the Nazi Germany would be a bulwark against the Soviet Union, not knowing that both regimes were children of the same ideals. Count Carlo Storza an Italian diplomat who fled Italy after Mussolini came to power, noted in 1941 that the slogan spread the dictators to the workers in the democracies was socialism or national socialism against plutocracy. In the 1930s, the communists and Nazis were considered so alike by the people who lived through that time that they used a common term to describe them, the Communazi almost sounds a little bit like the leftists and their funny names for Trump supporters. It's amazing how easily communists or Bolsheviks became Nazis and Nazis became communists. But that's exactly what you would expect once you realize the two evil movements were in fact identical. Look at the East German bloc when it fell. It moved to communism very quickly. It's almost unbelievable that anyone who studied history for even a minute would consider the Nazis anything but socialists. Movements outside of Germany that adopted the National Socialist platform were Marxist in nature. Even Hitler's buddy, Benito Mussolini, was known as the famous Marxist in Europe in his day. In 1914, Mussolini organized Red Week that was aimed at creating a violent revolution against the corrupt capitalist world. His nickname, Deuce, was given to him at a banquet hosted by Marxists after his release from prison for protesting the imperialist. I thought it was because of his policies were the deuce. Italian war in Libya after the imperialist was written when one veteran socialist said in the book, from today you, Benito, are not only the representative of Romagna, socialist, but the deuce of all revolutionary socialists in Italy. The Nazis increased taxes on individuals and businesses and did the whole let's make the rich pay their fair share scam the way Democrats always do. And like today's Democrats, they let corporations thrive if they did their dirty work for them so that they could get things done that they couldn't do because of laws. 
Think about social media censorship to silence the opposition. Businesses that didn't subordinate themselves to the state suffered. The Nazis passed legislation to make it hard to form and or maintain corporations. They also limited the authority of directors of corporations or of stockholders in corporations. The Nazis allowed directors of corporations to give bonuses, but only if the board of directors authorized voluntary social contributions to employees, granting employees effectively an automatic share in corporate profits. That's Elizabeth Warren territory. The Nazis also confiscated your property with or without compensation if they deemed your property to be in the interest of the state. If the government wanted to take a business over, the owners were not allowed to ask for compensation. It was just collected by the state, and that was that. Like most leftists, the Nazis attacked religion. The hatred for Christians and Jews matched that of the communists. In 1932, Hitler said, quote, We are not against the 101 different kinds of Christianity, but against Christianity itself. In the 1938 book, The Struggle for Religious Freedom in Germany, A.S. Duncan Jones quoted Hitler as he described his attitude toward Christianity before gaining power. Quote, I insist on the certainty that sooner or later, once we hold power, Christianity will be overcome. Of course, I, myself, am a heathen to the bone. Does any of this sound like they align with the right wing to you? Conservatives, you see, believe in limited government. The whole idea of leaving the British monarchy and striking out on our own was to limit monarchy's absolute control over our liberty. It's a conservative concept. Most powerful nations up until that time were controlled by powerful monarchies with absolute power over their subjects' actions. The American Revolution and the adoption of the Constitution were attempts to preserve liberty against the controls of overbearing government. If you read and you read and understand the process of creating the Constitution, you will understand that its provisions limit the power of government and enable liberty among citizens of the country, if followed. Government power, you see, is what allows fascism and eventually Nazism. Conservatives, by their nature, oppose these practices and the government power that allows them to occur. That is the primary principle on which our government was founded. Those who abuse the controls the Constitution imposes on the government power do so to increase government power so that they may use it to their own advantage. Presently, their excuse is that powerful bureaucrats and politicians can use that power to impose their view of social and economic order over citizens. Nurturing and caring as this sounds, in practice, this only allows them to create control over our daily lives and steal the fruits of our labor through ever-increasing taxation and political power. It's a lie. Those whom you may call liberals or progressives are the same people who violate, violate your rights to self-determination by ignoring constitutional controls over government power to allow fascism. Increasing government power is what allows fascism to exist. Who controls this increased power at this time? Conservatives or liberals? The Nazis were probably the foremost example of fascism. The Nazis provided universal old-age pensions, guaranteed full employment, free college education, universal gun control, universal health care, universal free day care, and encouraged a vegetarian diet. I bet they would probably be gluten-free as well. They considered this objectively. And does that sound more like the policies on the left or the right if you consider it objectively?
The only difference between Nazis and Marxists is that Nazis were national socialists. Their collectivism was rooted in national and racial identity, but they believed that an all-powerful government should control every aspect of the life of the people, so that is literally the only difference. Both Marxism and National Socialism have far more in common with each other than either do the classical liberalism and small government ideals of American conservatism it's rooted in. So in the end, both are wrong. Totalitarianism, communism, fascism, and socialism are all the antithesis of our constitutional republic and representative democracy. It isn't fair or even accurate to compare either left or right to these regimes in name alone. But I like to look at actions and over rhetoric and the platforms. The Democrats are not Nazis, as assuredly the Republicans are not as well. But ask yourself this, why do they pretend Republicans founded the KKK, Jim Crow laws, gerrymandering? Were they against civil rights? Run the modern-day slave plantations in the inner cities against your numbers and tactics of saying, we're the ones that are racist, but they're the one that control most of these neighborhoods. Because it's what the left does. They marginalize and malign the opposition with the darker side of their supposed light. The 1619 Project, Revisionist History, CRT, White Fragility, Censorship, Cancel Culture, Violence, Riots, Isolating Religion and the Right to Bear Arms from the People, Class Typing, Claims of Racism, Xenophobia, Forced compliance. All of these things are most assuredly not Republican or Democratic platforms. But then why does the left do all of these things and more? For the party who admonishes fascism and totalitarianism, they sure do walk like a duck, act like a duck, and talk like a duck, and pretend to be doves. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching. If you would like to see more, you can come back at 8.30 tonight when I am live with Amy and Leroy, good friends of ours. I will go out like I always do with a white box over my head. Better. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Do me a favor. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. They need your help. They need your assistance. They need you. If you recognize a veteran, depression, anxiety, traumatic brain injury, PTS, all of these things are very real. If you see these signs, make a call to this number. Have that vet call this number. If you can't have them call, reach out to me and I will do it with you. Last but not least, it is 100% free, 100% anonymous, and it will not be reported to their duty station. And if you are a civilian, you can reach out. They will not turn you away. Don't let the veteran in the title fool you. They will get you the help that you need. Folks, thanks for watching episode 319. You can go ahead and visit me on don'tunfriendly.com. Pick up some hats and shirts, things to that effect. Please follow like, share, and subscribe. It means a great deal. We are 83,000 strong and growing and drinking our milk. I will see you tomorrow. God bless and have a wonderful evening.